Because you are honorable, you don't behave like the thieves you live among. Because you know the meaning of being honorable. That means the fear of God is in you. So when everybody is lying, you don't lie. When everybody is stealing, you don't steal. When everybody is misbehaving, you don't go that way. You distinguish yourself as the person of honor. Of you know, uh, I remember that when we were in elementary school, we have two different types of sandals that way. One is a full sandals and one is an open sandals. And there are days that we are expected to wear full sandals, especially during the rainy seasons. In Africa, we don't have uh, 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 the kind of uh, uh, winter you have here. But we, uh, all the tropical regions, we have the Hamilton season, when it's a little bit cold and people wear sweater and everything. So during the Hamilton season, which is the dry season, we expected to wear the full sandals so that you don't get cold and you don't get sick. You have a cold fever. Then during the very, very hot season, we wear the open sandals. Okay, that is open toe sandals. Now, there are some children that it's either the influence of their parents or their parents don't have the money or whatnot. They will, they are, they are not supposed to wear slippers to school. They will come to school wearing slippers. If they are poor, it's different. Sometimes they get help. But there are some children, they will wear the open sandals and then they will step on the back of the sandals. So they look tattered. And they'll be called into the principal's office and will be called to wear their sandals very well. Before it gets there, which means that either the prefect, the class prefect has corrected them, they have refused to respect the class prefect. Then, and then the class prefect will now re uh, report them to the teacher of the class. If still they keep behaving, then it gets to the head teacher or the principal. Now, there are other children who don't know that those who are misbehaving are receiving discipline behind the doors. All right? And they want a copy what that person is doing wrong. So when you try to call their attention, they say, but Joseph did it. Susan is doing it. Why are you not talking about it? Hey, who told you they are not under discipline? Not until possibly they are suspended. 
or they are put into a segregation class where iron hand is used to control rebellious children. Then everybody will start seeing that, oh, he's in the rebellious class. Oh, she's in the rebellious class. And following that, everybody get up and say, I don't want to be in the rebellious class. And it becomes an adage. You don't want to be like Joe. Joe rebel. Joe rebel. Then everybody starts realizing that Joe is under discipline. And before you get to the place of discipline, it means the class prefect has corrected you. You did not take correction. The class teacher has corrected you. You did not take correction. The principal has corrected you and possibly invited your parents to school, reading a letter to your parents, and you have become impossible. You are like a stone that water cannot penetrate, which means that a curse is coming upon you. Everybody seeing you, they know that you are Joe the rebel. Here, nobody wants their children to have anything to do with you. Nobody wants to identify with you. And you know, it wasn't the day of telephones like it is today. It wasn't, but news travels so fast. Nobody want their children to mingle with you because you are a firstborn of wickedness. A firstborn of bad character. A firstborn of these all kinds of negativity. So everybody refers to you. Even after you have grown, no matter what you have achieved in life, people will still call you Joe the Rebel. So honor is a type of integrity that is very strong that we have to imbibe. In First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1 says something that is very interesting. He says, Jabesh belonged to a huge family, and the names of the family were being mentioned. And then when it got to Jabesh, they said, Jabesh was more honorable than his brethren. Thank you very much. And Jabesh was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabesh, saying, because I bear him his sorrow. Listen, despite the state of his death, Jabesh decided, I want to be honorable. Whether my mother is poor or not, I want to be honorable. And you know, there was a funny thing that used to go on in our day, in our youthful days. They said the poor, the, 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 the children of the poor are very, very trained, respectful, honorable. So when they are looking for somebody to represent the school, it's always the poor children, children from the poor homes. 
benefits and benefits, they are chosen, and the school is usually compelled to get them a uniform, a dress. For the day they are representing the school, whether in a, uh, in, 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 in a competition, spelling competition, essay competition, whatever it is, the children of the poor man, because the poor man has no hope in life. He has no money to compete with anybody. All he has is to study, hoping that one day he will also raise a graduate in his home. So honor is not about money. Honor is about wisdom. People have everything, and then they don't have joy. And that is why even in church, the people that are very, very consistent in loyalty are always the poor who don't have anything. Yes, those who don't have anything, trust in God, hope in God, believe in God. I lift up my eyes onto the hills, for when cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. Who gives heaven and earth? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let's face the reality of life. Those who don't have anything are very humble because they trust God and they pray day and night and they fast day and night, hoping for a breakthrough in life. So they are usually honorable. Saying that you have to be poor to be honorable, but I'm saying that what makes a parent stand and say, Hey, son, don't copy the wrong people. I remember that when we we're in school, you cannot chew gum in school, not even on the compound. You can chew gum. The poor man has not eaten. Will he find money to buy chewing gum? It is only the rich children that will chew gum, and then when they, 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 they don't, the, uh, the, 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 the taste is over, they take it and place it on the chair. So when it is time for inspection, they don't usually inspect the poor man's table. Is the rich man's table, they have marked them. They go to their table to go and check. Who has been eating chewing gum in school? You find out that under their chair, under their table, there is always a gun. Because they don't have extra, they cannot afford to buy chewing gum. And for the children who have been excess, you can't even correct them. But today, I'm saying that no matter what we have, let us learn to be what? Honorable. Honorable means you are commanding respect. Nobody has to tell you what to do. I remember that when even turning of the hair was not popular, then they used to use hot coal. Before the age of 10, it was hot coal. 
you will find out that a child who cannot concentrate in school comes to school with hot coal. Oh, they will take it to their principal's office and cut it off. They will cut off your hair. Because one, you are supposed to wear low cut hair. After Christmas, whatever hair you got it, you have to cut it down. If you don't cut it down, then you have to flat it. And look simple because they don't want you to cause catastrophe in school. Earring, you have to wear the little one that is, you know, because they don't want people to start stealing in school. There are things that are organized because they don't want children to be stealing in school. They don't want, you know, bad behavior to start in school. So they have to make sure that everybody wear school uniform. When it is time for open sandals, everybody must wear open sandals because they don't want competition. And you should not bring to school anything that is not meant for school. Even pain. Some people's parents are abroad and they are coming to school and they are holding pains that other children have never seen before. The principal's duty is to seize it. When you see somebody holding a different types of pain, you lift up your hand in the class. You say, this person is holding a strange pain. Immediately, the child is taken to the principal's office. The pain is seized. And then you are given big, the, the standard pen. Everybody must hold the same type of pen, the same type of pencil, the same type of exercise books and everything. And in those days, you would think, why should we all be the same? Until you start realizing that one day, Somebody went to school with something and it was stolen. Why was it stolen? Because it's not supposed to be in school. So honor is a place where one behave in a way that even if you have to be different, let the difference be in your productivity. How best you reason Okay, how you are able to maintain a standard and you are distinguished. Everybody knows that you don't steal, you don't lie, you don't do funny things in school. So we all must learn it and must give it to our children as gifts of life. Last week I told the story of the man who had so many children and was also a business tycoon. And it was time for him, he believed, to die. And he wanted to make sure that his children inherit the businesses that he had and start operating in his presence. So that when he dies, it, it will not become, you know, 
a war. He called all his children together and the lawyer. And he passed Bible. And in each of the Bible, passed for them what he wants to give to them. The first one received his own. The second one received. And for whatever reason, when the first one opened, saw that it was Bible, he slapped the Bible on the chair and walked out. The second one realized what the first one did. What did he do? Slammed his own Bible, left. Practically all the young men, the men left. The little boy that was left was because he was sitting in his mother's lap. So, one of the ladies opened the Bible, looked inside. It was the Bible. She didn't even realize that it was more. The, the script of the, of, of the inheritance was also in the Bible. So, when she took it, the other guy, the other lady started speaking the Bible. Everybody started opening the Bible and they started realizing that it was not just a Bible. The word of God is an investment. The word of God is a blessing. The word of God is wealth that nobody can take away from you. Like Daniel in the lion's said, no matter what rule and regulations, Nebuchadnezzar and his magician made. Because Daniel was raised with the word of God at the age of 15, 16, 17, nobody can take the word of God from him and his friends. So, Daniel was, the, uh, was able to tell Nebuchadnezzar and Ariok that, listen, there is a God that reveals secrets. Give us few days to go and pray and seek the faith of our God. Stop killing the people. So Daniel and his friends went before God and they prayed. And God showed them the dream, the actual dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. Nobody, you know, Ariel said, Long live the king. Nobody can tell you the whole dream that you had unless you tell us again. And then we'll tell him the interpretation. But the king demanded, No, you magicians, you satraps, astrologers, you should be able to see the dream. And Daniel said, Permit us to go seek. So the Bible says Daniel ruled with three, three kings. Every king that came met Daniel alive. And nobody ever diminished him because he was a man of honor. He maintained the character of God. So many evils were happening in his environment, but he decided 
to uplift the name of the Lord. So in the place of honor, let nobody change your mind regarding the word of God. And that's what we must teach our children. That's what the Bible says. You write it on the breastplate of the Lord. Bound it around your neck. Let it be at the faucet of your eyes. Let it be on the doorpost of your door. Remember when we we're growing up, everybody has a scripture posted by on their door. Have the scripture written on them. They still practice that in the Philippines as today. So our honor says, do not shake the flag of the country because you have something against the country. The flag colors are still the same. Whether America is angry or hungry does not change the colors. If we say we are true Christian, who influences us to change our mind? Where is that influence coming from? If the, if, if the word of God influences you, then nobody can change that. Some people, because of friends, change their mind. Friends who were not raised up in buggy homes. Suddenly you find them, whatever they do, you think is good. You start changing your mind. You start changing your character because you want to please a friend. No. Let the word of God be your God. Do not change the tenets of your faith in Christ Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Then suddenly... You start complaining, start finding faults. That means that your foundation is weak. Your belief in God is weak. You are only in God as long as you have your friends. Whatever your friends do is what you do. I have seen people who went to church only when their friends are in church. They don't go to church because their friends will not be there. Once I ask a lady, were you in church? They said, oh, my friend says they were going somewhere. I said, did you go with them? No, I couldn't go with them because I don't have the money to pay for it. So what did you do? You stayed at home. Yeah. So it's next. If your friend is going to hell, are you also preparing yourself for perdition to be destroyed, to go to hell? Where are you going? What are you doing? And the last point for honor this morning is let your faith in Christ be unmovable. Unmovable, unchangeable. You know, we travel from place to place and <laughs> Sometimes some of the things that we see is very funny. You meet people you used to know, and you meet them and you can't recognize them. One day I was at a bus stop, it was in England, and I've been waiting for the bus for hours, and then the bus came. Just before I went into the bus. A young man came to me and greeted me. And I responded, of course, because I'm an evangelist and more people who know me 
than I knowing who they are. So the guy greeted me and I responded nicely. I thought I don't know who he was, but I did pay attention to his looks. And he had a big hat on his head. But that wasn't my whatever. It was cold. I've been in the cold waiting for the bus to come. For whatever reason, the bus did not come. You know, during winter, sometimes the bus don't show up. So finally, when the bus came, the guy came back to me and greeted me. And when he greeted me this time, he made a bow. When he made a bow, then I realized that this guy greeted me initially. He has come back to greet me again. Does he need my help? So I paid attention to him. And he said, oh, I'm sorry you can't recognize me. I said, ah, forgive me if I don't recognize you. I said, who are you? He said, if I tell you who I am, you will not be be happy with you. Tell me who you are. He said, let's go to the bus. I will sit by you. And he paid for my fare. And because I wanted to know all this, you know, attention wrapping thing, when we went into the bus, because I was trying to make sure that we worked together, the seats were full. And then he went to somebody and said, Pips, can you give the pastor your seat? And the person said, sure. Then I realized. This person is a good And the person who gave the sister, oh, evangelist, come and see attention in the bus. And it's a double-decker bus. Everybody was, who is this person that everybody suddenly is going to greet? It's a Sunday. So, you know, different churches, but everybody started giving me And that gave me the fear of God. That somebody with a dreadlock wearing this big hat first came and greeted me. Yes, I responded without paying attention. He came again and this time paid for my fare. By the time he got into the bus, it was full, no space to sit. And he went ahead and spoke to somebody to give me a seat. And the person not knowing also knows me. And now everybody was coming to greet me. Now, who is this guy? That is a big question. A son of a pastor. Who has backstory? Friends. Friends. And that day, he cried. He said, when I saw you, I didn't want to come to you. Because you know the story of how I was born. 
Since a woman, the mother didn't have a child. Gave birth after 20 years to this boy. The boy wants to go abroad. Went abroad. How he got abroad is another story. Because of need. Because of self-satisfaction, ended up guns. Not only did he have a drug, he started. So he confessed everything to me. He said, when he saw me, he was trying to dodge. But he couldn't have the best. Because he remembers how I used to go to check before everybody to pray. And he said, I am still the same. And I asked him, how do you know that I'm still the same? He said, of course. He said, when I saw you, the power that used to follow you is still in you. He said, it's like the Holy Spirit was beating me. Everybody say, Lord, help me. To maintain honor in the name of Jesus, that the integrity of the word of God will never leave me. I will embrace the integrity of God. I will hold on to that integrity. No matter the situation, no matter the challenges, no matter the difficulty, I will be honorable. Until eternity in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, this morning we thank you and we bless you for the knowledge you are giving us about the signs of interpreting that we shall be honorable in our going out and coming in. No matter who we relate to. No matter who is our friend, our colleagues at work, no matter what they have, we will remember that you are our God, our creator. The one who we should depend on, the one whose character must control our lives. Thank you that today you baptize us with the fear of God so that we can be honorable and we shall be honorable in our going out and our coming in. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. We can't ask questions because our time is...